This is the national audio edition of Messenger Elijah Muhammad Propagation Society, a program dedicated to freedom, justice, and equality for the black man and woman of America. For more lectures or information, write us at 5025 North Central Avenue, number 415, Phoenix, Arizona, 85012. Or visit us at mems.com. That's M-E-M-P-S dot com. And now, our featured lecture. The Muslims have strived hard to create a production both entertaining and enlightening. So once again, we welcome you to an evening of entertainment and enlightenment with us in our production of Organa. many years the Negro has thought, and I might add thought falsely, that he was the descendant of savages found somewhere in the jungles of Africa. Today, however, more and more truth about the heritage of the Negro is being revealed. And in all instances, the writers say, that the ancestors of the Negro were far from savages, but on the contrary were much more civilized than their enslavers. So let us turn the wheels of time back, back about 400 years to the time when the so-called Negro was living along the banks of the Nile River in Africa. In those days, there was no quarreling among us. We were brothers and sisters in unity and in love with each other. No whiskey, wine, dope, fornication, or adultery. Not only did our fathers have a great civilization, but it was a righteous civilization. It's almost noon. Time for prayer. In those days, we prayed five times daily to the one true God. This is your language. This is my language. This is our language. What a pity that we were robbed of the ability to speak. 
our own mother tongue. he's saying? He's saying that God is the greatest. Religion offers a better prayer service than the religion of Islam. Here is a demonstration of man performing his duty to his creator, submitting to him and praising him as he is ordered to do by God in the holy book of the Muslims, Al-Qur'an. Five times a day the Muslim goes through these steps, and in doing so they exercise the important parts of the body which needs this exercise daily.
Righteousness was not to last for long because at this time in England a conference was being held. The New World had been recently discovered and the Europeans were having great trouble getting the Indians to work the land and build a great country. At this conference, the black man of Africa who had built up many great civilizations was being discussed as the only one able to build the type of country that the white man wanted. So Sir John Hawkins was sent into Africa to deceive our fathers and mothers and bring them out of their land into the West. The white man, knowing the black man's love of God and the prophets, used the name of a righteous prophet of God Jesus on their ship to deceive our father. Black man, follow me to America. There you will have more gold for your labor, more than you are earning in your own country. Quickly, come quickly. believed his lies and were tricked onto his boat. A little way out to sea, our fathers realized they had been tricked 
and that they were being brought to America to be made slaves. Therefore, many threw themselves into the open mouths of sharks. Others died on board ship. Many survived this perilous journey and landed on the shores of Jamestown, Virginia in the year 1555. Our fathers and mothers were hurt and saddened because of their plight and fell down on the shores of America and wept. As it is written, by the rivers of Babylon we wept when we remembered Zion. We hung our harps on the willow tree. Our joyful songs had turned to mourning. They that wasted us required of us mirth. And they that carried us away captives required of us a song, saying, sing us one of those songs of Zion. And the answer came back, how can I sing the Lord's song in a strange land? to go to their own country, but they could not swim 9,000 miles. In order to make total slaves of this wise and intelligent people, the slave master had to completely remove from their minds the remembrance of their home and people. As it is written, let us cut them off from being a nation that Israel may no longer be remembered in them. The slave masters devised a clever scheme to kill off the mothers and fathers after mating them. Then he would take the children and teach them that they were Negroes, cursed black and doomed to be servants of white people. These great people, once robbed of their culture, religion, God, and history, became as helpless kittens before their masters. They were made to work in the fields from dawn till sunset, and then were put in chains. 
that river Nile. Once I was a free man. Once I could smile. Now I'm in a strange land. Brought here by a strange man. Brought here by a strange man. I came here in the chains. Look at my chains. Look at my chains. How could this be? Did God really curse me? Why I must live in these chains? The tricking and kidnapping by the boss man. He said he'd pay gold for my labor hand. All I got was chains. The clinking and the clanking of these chains. I can't get that sound out of my brain. The sound of these chains. Dusty chains, sweaty chains, bloody chain, rusty chains. Somebody free me from these chains. Lucky ones, they jumped into the sea. I thank the Lord they made it. At least now they're free. Cause there is only hell here, misery and pain. Death is so much sweeter than this evil master's chain. <laughs> Look at my chain. Look at my chain.
I gotta pick the masses cotton and tobacco. He done burnt his brand deeper into my back wall. Oh, I must live in this chain, this dusty chain, sweaty chain, bloody chain, rusty chain. Somebody free me from these chains. I dreamed that I was back home. an oxen pulled that glowing chain. The bidding and the buying at slave auctions. I heard a mother cry out, please, please don't sell my son. No, don't you put him in the chain. Not in them dusty chains, sweaty chains. Bloody chain, rusty chain. Please don't put my son in the damn chain. The bastards so cruel beats me while he swears. He says, God ain't got no time. To hear this black boy's prayers. I see 
the master praying But I don't know why When he chained my woman And worked her Till she died Died in these rusty chains Sweaty chain Bloody chain I hate these Easy 
Yes, they stayed in physical slavery. 300 long years. Denied justice. Denied education. Beat. Rape. Murder. Burned at the stake. Hung on trees. Sold at auctions like animals for rum. Around the year 1865, a great crisis had arisen in America over the slave question. The North and South became divided and bitter toward each other. Abraham Lincoln, wanting to preserve the Union and not wanting a divided United States with two governments, decided to issue an Emancipation Proclamation. Hear ye, hear ye! Hear ye, hear ye! A proclamation by our President! Know ye that now, henceforth and forevermore, Slavery is abolished in the United States. You are free! 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 Yes, we're free. But free will go where? Where can we go? Where is our home? Who will accept us? What can we do? There is nothing for us to do. So let us go back and ask the master to let us stay on the plantation. They were free, but only in words, not in deed. So they went back into the slave master's house and took for their own the slave master's name, his religion, and his culture. For the last 100 years, the Negro has lived in his master's house as a free slave. Let's look and see the Negro as he stands in the year 1961. Trying to escape the hells and miseries that confronts him, the Negro takes this familiar oath. Thank you. 
women, through economic pressures, are seen daily going to work in the white woman's home, while their own goes unattended. And here comes our intelligent Negro lawyer. And this is a demonstration of the Negro's future. figure in the Negro society is the preacher. But this is a disgusting sight that runs rampant among the Negroes, the white beater. This is a cool angel. Man, he's really so low and through the cloud. Impossible to say he isn't straight. The dough
today seems like the Negro woman's best friend is her dog. in college, filled with an education that nine out of ten times he'll never use. <laughs> Trying to develop himself, and gain recognition in the world, this is often the result. Dimension in sex. Integration. 
positively out of this world. Tis a shame we've fought. Has this people risen or fallen? Who can restore them to their former glory? Come, let's reason together and ask ourselves the question, how long shall we continue to suffer? How long must we be made to sit in the back simply because our skins are black? How long must we be told we're an inferior race? 
remembered all of us niggers should stay in our place. How long shall we be satisfied with such a lowly status? Other nations have risen. Well, what about us? Come, my people, let's reason together and find a way out of this stormy weather. Ah, but you know one thing, we'll continue to suffer until we're all following behind a responsible leader. children brutalized for wanting to go to school by the same man who taught us the golden rule. <laughs> Seems as though we're under a dark cloud. Everywhere you go, you see no Negroes allowed. But remember, our sweat, blood, and tears. Our slave labor for a hundred years. We built this home of the brave and land of the free only to be denied every liberty. So let us face reality, we are really in need of somebody. We need a man, a man like Moses. We need a man who's wise and righteous, who got his wisdom from the all I seen. Sent directly from the mouth of the divine supreme being. Surely this one could guide us aright and lead us out of darkness into the light. Yes, to our problem, he'd offer a solution. Remedy our ills, stop our persecution. Yes, I'm sure you will agree that's the only kind of somebody 
from among their brethren, like unto Moses. What will his name be? The Bible says, Behold, before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, I will send you Elijah. How will we know him? What will his job be? The book says we will know him by his works. It also says that Elijah will turn the hearts of these children back to their fathers, and their fathers' hearts back to them. What did you say his name is? Elijah. Elijah. The Negro suffered under Pharaoh's hand. Elijah let my people go. Four hundred years without a stand, Elijah says, let my people go.
sister, if you don't go, don't hinder me. If you don't go, don't hinder me. I've made up my mind. I've got my ticket. I'm on my way. Elijah says, come on and follow me. Elijah says, come on, come and follow me. If you want freedom, just equality. Elijah says, come. Yeah, Elijah says, come on and follow me. Elijah says, come on, come and follow me. If you want freedom, just to seek quality. Elijah says, come. Yes, Elijah says, come on and follow me. Elijah says, come on, every day of my time. If you want freedom, just to seek quality. Elijah says, come. Elijah says, come on and follow me. Elijah says, come on, every day of my life. If you want freedom, just as equality. Elijah says, come. Well, Elijah says, come on and follow me. Elijah says, come on, come and follow me. If you want freedom, just as equality. Elijah says, come. Well, Elijah says, come on. Come on. Oh, you gamblers. Come on. Come on. Bitch that ramblers. Come on. Clean the women. Won't you come on? Know you've had a hard time. Want you to come on? We've got a peace and happiness. Want you to come on? Time is winding up. Want you to come on? I said, come on. Want you to come on? I said, come on. Want you to come on? I've got a good thing going. Want you to come on? No more crying. No more dying. No more lying. No more sighing. Don't you want to go? I said, don't you want to go? Don't you want to go? Don't you want to go? I said, come on. Won't you come on? Let's now steal away. Let's now steal away. Won't you come on? Won't you just come on? Can't you just feel it now? Can't you just feel it now? Time is a wild Time is a wild enough. Time is a wild enough. Time is a wild enough. Get on a little black train. Time is a wild enough. Don't you wanna go? Don't you wanna go? Don't you wanna go? Don't you just wanna go? I said, come on.
that fellow that was drunk yesterday? Ah, yes. And there's a dope addict. My, what a change. Let's listen to what they're saying. You know, Brother James, I'm very happy for the day that I was invited, invited down to Muhammad's mosque of Islam. Brother James, when I think of the useless life I was living and the money I threw away in needless vices, I'm terribly ashamed of myself. Brother, can you imagine I used to spend anywhere from 15 to $20 per week just on alcohol alone? Brother, $20 in the pool hall, not counting the numbers and cigarettes. I find myself now able to do a little business of my own. I have my own little home, buying a little automobile. My family respects me. I have a newfound dignity. But Brother James, that's not all. Above all, I have a newfound pride. I'm proud to be a black man today after learning my history and things of that. So what about you, Brother James? How yes, do you feel? Brother Samuel, when I look back at the chances that I used to take, just even allowing myself to be around dope, and the other laws that I used to break. Of course, you all know we have very little freedom as it is, and I was about to lose that. <laughs> you out there that's doing wrong, you know that it's only a matter of time before you go to jail. Yes, I certainly am glad that I accepted that brother's invitation and went to Muhammad's Mosque of Islam and heard Islam is taught by the minister up there. It's these same teachings of Mr. Muhammad that has allowed me to unite with my own brother in harmony. I'm, I'm no longer a lawbreaker. It's making a respectable citizen of me. I'm not in constant fear of going to jail again uh, as I used to be. Yes, Brother Samuel, I am glad that I am a Muslim. That's wonderful. But I wonder what has become of the teenagers. Let's see how they're doing since they attended the mosque. just one lecture made me realize what a fool I've been. When I think of how I used to mistreat you and the children and the neighbors calling me all kind of me, why, honey, I can't see how you put up with me and all my ignorance. <laughs> honey, can you ever forgive me? That's all right, dear. It isn't all your fault. We were both wrong. But I too am glad that we went and heard the teaching because I found out why we were in such a pitiful condition and also how to correct it and live in peace and harmony as married couples should. I only hope that that brother can meet the rest of our poor people who are suffering as we were. Isn't that wonderful? Peace is once more restored in that unhappy home. Oh, but I'm so sad over the condition of this people. For I know they can't rise as long as their women are on the bottom. Is Mr. Muhammad's teaching strong enough to uplift her? Oh, here she comes now. 
Let's listen. before coming into the nation of Islam. Now I know why. No man truly wants a woman that any man can gaze upon lustfully just because she is dressed in a manner that is so common today. A man wants a woman who is modest, righteous, and self-respecting. I understand that, Ada, but why this? <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Patricia. Suppose you and I were walking down the street and there was a drug standing on the corner. And he started to cast a smart remark. Now, who do you think that he would cast that remark to first? You or me? Well, I suppose he would cast it at me. How did this come about? Well, I learned it at the temple. We have a women's class there that teaches us to be self-respecting, how to rear our children and make good wives for our husbands. But most of all, how to uh, set a good example at home and abroad. Well, I think I'd like to go down to that temple and hear that minister. Well, good. I'm on my way there now. can't accept credit like that. For I, too, just a few years ago, was walking the streets of Boston, just a musician, an entertainer. And then I, too, heard the words of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and it changed my life. And Mr. Muhammad sent me here to Boston to teach our people the ancient wisdom of our fathers that would unite us and make of us a better people tomorrow, much better than we are today. No, brother, I can't accept any credit for this. It all belongs to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. This is the one. This is the one we've waited for. For 400 years. This is the one who's here to wipe away all our tears. This is the one who's here to comfort you and me, to guide us into freedom, justice, and equality. Before we met him, we were deaf, dumb, and blind, searching everywhere to find peace of mind. This man opened up. 
our blinded eyes Made we who were dumb To become wise All praises due To our Savior Allah For giving us Elijah Muhammad Our messenger This great man unstopped our deaf ears From our heart removed every atom of fear Unloosened the knot in our tongue We now can talk He told us, black man Pick up your bed and walk He has given us a new lease on life Taught us how to love and respect And protect our wives He has taught us how to bathe Five times a day That many times He has taught us to pray All praises due To our Savior Allah For giving us Elijah Muhammad Our messenger This great man even taught us how to be grown. He said, stop begging the white man. Let's get something of our own. But the greatest thing he's given to you and me is a religion of peace. Love and unity He has made us recognize ourselves As sister and brother Now we just as soon live Or die for each other He has given us a flag The sun, moon and stars The greatest in the universe mm, the best by far all praises due to our savior Allah for giving us Elijah Muhammad our uh, messenger dear holy apostle we would like to say to you there is nothing in the world that we wouldn't do for you we realize your love and your sacrifice the cost can never be too great you Already paid the price to Allah 
the trail to guide and protect you every day of the year on you we rely on you we depend we're gonna follow you till the very end all praises do to our savior Allah for giving you to us Elijah Thank you for listening to the 1961 smash hit musical production of Orgina, a Negro spelled backwards, written and produced by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan with the entire cast consisting of members of the Boston Temple of Islam. Please join us next week for part two of Orgina, The Trial, Sunday, April 4th at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, this production was brought to you in part by Social Unity Nights in association with the Writers Road Group. Now you can get the same uncompromising truth you've come to expect from the Final Call newspaper on all your connected devices. Subscribe to the Final Call Digital Edition today. Go to subscribe.finalcalldigital.com.